Sometimes, people drift into our lives like a feather blowing in the wind, landing right in our laps. There's really not a clear explanation for it, other than maybe fate. At least, that's what my daddy used to say. He was always writing poetry, and more often than not, he would have that faraway look in his eyes, almost as if he'd discovered a secret, but just couldn't put it into words. I caught him staring out the kitchen window one night. He was still, almost too still, like he had gone someplace else, someplace in his memories, someplace I couldn't go. It was a place that only he shared with my mother. I'd watched him from a distance, afraid to make a sound for fear that it would startle him. He deserved to be happy, even if it was only through imagined what-ifs. I was very careful not to disturb his happy place. My daddy was my heart when I was growing up. I didn't really remember my mother. She died when I was very young. I saw a woman in my dreams, though, with brown hair and brown eyes like me, and she was always wearing a smile. I think it was a memory of my mom. It was what I like to believe anyway. I was only three years old when she died. I know it was hard on my daddy. He truly loved her. And it was because of my daddy that I always held on to the idea of love. I mean real, unconditional love. He still wrote my mother poems, even though she had passed away 23 years before. I wanted a love like that. I wanted a love that completely transported me from my kitchen to wherever my love was, just by whispering their name over my lips or drinking in a sweet memory. I wanted it, but I was also scared to death to get it. That kind of love completely enveloped you, and it was rare. So it also scared me to think sometimes that it could never happen to me. What a tragedy that would be. I just continued waiting, hoping, and praying that true love found me. Are you okay? You seem like you have a lot on your mind. My thoughts were interrupted by the kind older lady sitting next to me on the plane. I had barely noticed her at all since I had apparently been staring out the window since takeoff. Oh, um, yes, I'm fine. Thank you. I guess I do have a lot on my mind. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be rude. Oh, it's okay, dear. You weren't being rude. I just wanted to make sure everything was all right with you. She smiled warmly. Thank you, but I'm fine. Her eyes were soft and a light blue. Her gray hair was fixed neatly in a bun. She wore glasses and seemed to be knitting a scarf. Or maybe it was socks? No. Wait, did people knit socks? Okay, so I couldn't tell what she was knitting, but it was nice having someone ask me if I was okay, even if it was a total stranger. But the truth was, I lied. I was not okay. 
I was dying inside. But I absolutely would not break down in front of a bunch of strangers. I'd wait until I got back home. My childhood home. It could fall apart there. Ever since I got the call about my daddy's accident, I found myself thinking about the things he used to say to me. I guess I'd been trying to bottle up my memories of him and keep them as fresh in my mind as possible, allowing myself to be consumed by his words, trying desperately to remember some of the poems he used to write. If you see her, tell her we're okay. Tell her she's everything I am. She's everything I say.